know if I can do an introduction without listening to the music first. Welcome to the Calvary Cast, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission. <laughs> Hello, listeners of the Calvary Cast, and welcome back to another episode. There you did. You did it. You you didn't have the music to get you started, I and did. you were still able to. And I still do that. was able. To but now, when they listen to this, they're going to hear the music, right? Right, they'll hear the music. So they don't know what we're talking about right now. They don't. Oh, we are terrible at this. We shouldn't have told them that we didn't put the music in, which usually sets us up well right. to be able to... Uh, See, Graham, every time we do this, has to listen to the music t- in order to introduce it because it kind of... Kind of, you know, gets me going. Sets the vibe yeah. and gets you into the... It's like uh, pump-up music right. for the podcast. Yeah, well, it's more like you're you're like a, a boxer, and you're yeah. coming out of the yep. back, and you're going down Did to the... Did you play sports growing up? I don't think I've ever asked, to, asked you this. I played as a kid some basketball, some baseball. Did you ever listen to baseball. music beforehand, like to pump you up or anything like that? No, not at that age, because I played younger. I stopped yeah, around junior high. Right. I mean, I, in junior high, that was the only competitive sports I played, but there were times like game day, I'd listen to the... Well, in Nebraska, we call it the tunnel walk song. Mm-hmm. It can yeah. be going. You know? Well, I do that now with when I work out. <laughs> I do it now when I ride bikes sometimes. I'll put in yeah. earbuds. and Like the Rocky soundtrack? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, that'll do it. Yep, it sure I, does. How did we get there? Because of the music. Oh, you didn't play right. the music. Yep, yep. That's right. Well, we're back. It's been a while. It has been. I was uh, on my deathbed with COVID. Yep. And we were gone for Thanksgiving. And... Yep. Uh, now it's snowing outside. It so, is. So we thought, let's record a podcast. It's Christmas time. It's snowing. It's really, it's Christmas uh, time. I suppose it's fitting for this time of year. It's fitting. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, for our congregation, I got to say that you're going to be like, what, again? But we're in Colossians 3 today, somewhat. Yeah. It's kind of going to be a springboard to a conversation. There we go. That's a good way to put it. And uh, part of that's because the the last <laughs> week that I... Preached, preached Colossians. on Colossians 3 because we did this series in it for yes. a number of weeks. Yes. And um, that was the week you were out with your COVID-19. Is that the first or the second week? That was the first, the first week. first week, yeah. yeah. And you were out, and um, essentially you were just home probably remodeling your house or whatever because <laughs> you weren't that sick like the vast majority of people. How'd but you, um, How'd you know? Yeah, like the vast majority. Well, because, you know, you got... Uh, very little odds of being very sick with it. But anyway. <laughs> I um, wasn't remodeling my home. I know. You were trying to listen, but then our YouTube, and this leads more into it, because our YouTube didn't work that day. Yes. Not our YouTube, but. Should we tell people why the sound didn't work? Should we throw anybody under the bus? Who was it that messed up? Well, it wasn't plugged in. Uh, the audio thing wasn't plugged in. But we won't name anybody except that his name starts with, or rhymes with, Kiss, <laughs> Mafford, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Right, right. Oh, it was his fault, huh? Yeah, huh. it was. Evidently, it wasn't plugged in. And even um, another person back there who will name remain nameless, his name rhymes with Weston, <laughs> Weston <laughs> Old Grove. <laughs> 
And he uh, he was back there too, so the two of them couldn't figure that out. No. No. It just needed to be plugged in. But in fairness, that was the day we were having so many problems with our sound in the in it the service. It. it was and it wasn't really humbling to me. <clears throat> while you sat home and probably chuckled, it was humbling to me. And uh, no, it wasn't really. It was it was just bad. I felt bad because yeah, we had all I mean, sorts of crackling is, and stuff. And then you came humbling. in the next week and fixed it. We you were good. Fixed it. Yep. So. We weren't, uh, in all fair, we weren't the only ones that are having live stream issues because we tried to tune into like three other services when we couldn't watch ours, and they all had problems too. It's the so government. It was the government messing they with us. They know we're going. We have a lot of streaming going on, and they're shutting Shut us down. Maybe down. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, because but of that, because of that, it didn't stream. Our, it didn't record like, any of it. So, yeah. and I mean, what there was, it was a small. Group we had that such day. a small group that day. So most of you have not heard this. That's right. So we thought that we would just kind of discuss it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I could make a few of the points here, but mm-hmm. then more just kind of then branch off into some conversation. Yeah. And mainly we're talking about how important it is for what the church to be together. Yeah. I think in that's a big point. corporate worship, it's important for the church to be together. Of course, at other times that mm-hmm. God has designed us to live within the community of the church, to worship yes. within the community of the church. Um, to serve and that and that sort of and thing. This, and we've talked about this right. before. This but. is a old drum that we're gonna beat, but maybe we're gonna take a or there's something new that has stood out to me in a new way being gone for two weeks in regard to this. So maybe that's what we can bring out later yeah. on. But let's okay. talk about the passage first. Yeah. Okay. So let me just read a few of the verses here from That'd Colossians three idea. that we looked at. Uh, I'll begin in verse fourteen. Above all, put uh, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let the word of Christ or the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So throughout this whole passage in Colossians 3, um, especially beginning in verse 12 and running through verse 17, uh, he uses the term one another, which clear, you know, clues A us in that he's times. talking about Christians and the church. And when he's writing, you have to remember with these letters as you're reading them yourself, he's writing to a whole church. So he's got a church in mind, maybe a few individuals that he thinks about in there that he knows uh, personally. But in the main, it's he's thinking about a church, and um, and so these are commands to the church and how to relate to one another and and that kind of thing. But then he gets into and what I think and where I went with this, especially in verse sixteen, we have uh, him say, "Let the word of Christ, that's just synonymous for the gospel, uh, dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom." And the NIV, I think, adds a uh, preposition here that helps us understand where he's going with this. How do we teach and admonish one another primarily in all wisdom when we gather together? And that's through singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts of God. And I just made mention of this and really uh, used it as one of the main points in our service that here we have the some elements of corporate worship. You've got the gospel being prominent. You've got... Uh, the congregation singing, not just to God, but to one another and being uh, conscious of the fact that when you're singing to one another, you're teaching and admonishing. And I brought out the importance of 
that's why we we really go out of our way to choose the right music that mm-hmm. teaches biblical content and that gospel centered and such. But um, what we see here, and you can see it all through the Bible, this isn't just New Testament, it's Old Testament and New Testament, that the church, God intends for the church to gather, and he, he intends for them to worship together, uh, to be meeting together, to be encouraging one another, to be singing and praising God together, to be uh, doing all those things that are part of our uh gospel-centered worship together. And uh, that is something we are not to neglect. So that was really where I went with that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, in other words, you can't be obedient to these this passage and not be a regular uh, part of and uh, to the local church. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. And, and uh, participant. Yes. That's what I was looking for, participating in the life of the local church. And the most important thing I think that we do as a church, is um, that weekly gathering together to worship together. Mm-hmm. And I think he had that in mind when he's writing mm-hmm. that. Because when, you know, of course we could get together in small groups and sing to one another. We can, mm-hmm. you know. But he's picturing this idea of us together praising God and encouraging one another mm-hmm. at the same time. And everything that goes along with it. We could look at other passages that t- teach what we're supposed to do in that time. Like pray. He doesn't mention it here. It's right. not like this exhaustive list of what you do. But there's prayer, of course. There's the preaching and teaching of the Word by the shepherd teachers or others that have been asked to get uh, to get up and teach. And uh, there's giving uh, and um, the Lord's table and baptism and th- those kinds of things. But but the point that we're trying to make is the importance. If you're going to be obedient to the New Testament, then you need to be regularly in attendance. Mm-hmm. with God's people when yeah. they meet to gather and worship. Yeah. And I think the thing that stood out to me as I was thinking about this, because so two weeks stuck at home on my couch trying to live stream church. And uh, I came to the realization that or this this passage stood out in a new way. Because I thought about this. I was like, I can sit at home on my couch and I can sing songs and I can listen to a sermon and I can do essentially all of the accoutrements, if you would, of a Sunday gathering, you know, I see on Facebook these, I'm in some different like worship leader or church type groups and they're like, what is your online worship experience like this weekend? Right. And, and people often have that mentality, like church is just an experience that I partake in, whether I'm in person or online, but that what, what you're missing with that is the one another aspect, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can talk about we, we teach or we sing. We, we all understand that we come together and we sing and we can give assent to that even if we don't like it. We understand that we come together to hear a sermon, to hear the, the gospel preached. But the whole point of, I think, what Paul is, 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 is <clears throat> talking about when he's saying that we're, what we're doing when we're singing is that we're teaching and admonishing one another. Mm-hmm. And that cannot happen when we're not together. But here's the other thing that I got to think about, too. We can functionally live stream from the gathered body. Uh, you can come on a Sunday morning, sing the songs, uh, listen to the sermon, and then leave. But you're you're if you're not intentionally focusing on the one other one another aspect, you're you're missing a large part of the gathering. So I think the thing that stood out to me was we implore you to come, implore our church, make it a. Um, a requirement, I guess, for membership. We say, like, 
members of Calvary Bible, Sh- Bible Church should uh, be at all the gatherings unless providentially hindered. That's one of the things about membership. And, and in a sense, you can do that and, in a sense, check the mark, check, check the box that I'm being there every week, but still not be obedient to Colossians 3. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So what, what I guess I would encourage our people, and even if you're outside of our church, to be obedient to Colossians 3 is not simply just to show up on Sunday morning, but it is sh- to show up on Sunday morning with the one another's in mind. So you're coming with a mindset first to minister to other people. And a very practical way that you do that is you sing, mm-hmm, right? That's right. that's that's Paul's point. As you sing with uh, a heart that has been filled and transformed by the gospel, the word of Christ is dwelling, you're admonishing others, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's a very, like, passive kind of ministry. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, me talking to you specifically about mm-hmm. an issue in your life. That's more direct. But there's a ministry that takes place there, and that can only take place— right? When your heart has been transformed by the gospel and you have this right attitude as you come to church. Um, so I guess that's my, my encouragement to our listeners, our, the members of, of Calvary Bible Church. Come every week because that's what the Lord wants you to do. But don't just come because we tell you to. Mm-hmm. Don't just come because you know that's what you need to do. But come with the mindset to serve other people, to minister to them, and understand a very practical way to do that is to sing. Yeah, and uh, and and Colossians three has got so many other ways too. You know, uh, like if you go back to verse twelve, he talks about putting on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Those are all one another commands. You cannot obey that outside of life in the local church. So on a Sunday morning, that's another practical thing you could do. How how do you minister to one another? How do you serve? Well, be compassionate towards somebody. You know, uh, somebody's frustrated. You be compassionate. Be kind towards them. Be humble. Be patient. All those ways are we things that we can do to minister to one another. Yeah, and I would say this. I'll um, and add to that. Even if, like, obviously, our hearts should be in the right place when we want to come, and they should be directed to praise God and be around His people and encourage one another. And we want to strive for that heart to get that heart right. Um, but. In addition, it's not, yeah, if right. it's not that way, you should still just come anyway. Right, yeah, yeah, that was not a, if, if you don't, you know, yeah, if you're not, if your heart's like perfect, then you, no, that, that was Yeah, because we did a podcast just a few weeks ago right. on what to do when you don't want to come right. to church, right? And right. that that was a whole thing. So just saying that, just mm-hmm. come anyway. Uh, and oftentimes you'll find, just as we talked in, mm-hmm. that the Lord will, it's actually when you don't want to go, you need to go the right. most. Because right. then when you go, um, you're... You're grateful mm-hmm. for that. I'm going to say this too because I know we're in this unusual time of COVID, mm-hmm. and we have a a bunch of our people right mm-hmm. now uh, staying out mm-hmm. of Sunday mornings. Uh, and where we live, obviously in Mesa County, it's just now within the last month to six weeks mm-hmm. really is hit here, mm-hmm. where people are getting it, and one in forty Coloradoans have it or something to that effect. But um, but so so we don't want to I'm not knocking anybody that's choosing to stay home right now for those reasons. I am saying be careful because um you could get used to staying home. Yeah. And you could develop that habit. And also you're going to ha- there's going to have to come a time when cuz covid isn't going away. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be a danger. Uh, uh by a danger I mean 
uh, a risk of getting it. It's a virus. So just like influenza has different strains and every year you deal with the flu season and certain people get shots for it and different things. Uh, and every year people die of flu, uh, influenza related uh, things. So eventually, mm-hmm. and, and I'm saying this like, you, you know, think this through. Eventually you're going to have to come back out and come to church. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say this. We have had a bunch of our people now have COVID, mm-hmm. get COVID of all the different age groups or ranges. Yeah. Um, just talked to a family the other day and their kids up to them, they all know they had it. And then, um, and then we've had people in their eighties getting it and people with, uh, preexisting conditions and, um, and nobody has died from the time this started. As a matter of fact, and as a matter of fact, only, uh, one of the people at our church, and that was in the very beginning when they did, when uh, uh, nobody Nobody knew what was going on. So they didn't know how to treat him, anything else. And he was in the hospital and he survived. And we praise the Lord for that. So I'm just saying, I say that, I guess, to say there can be, um, especially as they learn more and more how to treat it. And you see those case counts go up, but you see the death rate going down. Mm-hmm. And then when you learn about the truth about the death rate and mm-hmm. who is actually dying of just COVID or the pre-existing condition, I think there can be this thing where we... Um, where actually maybe a rational caution can turn into an irrational fear. Mm-hmm. I guess so what I'm saying is, I, I'm saying this, like I, I think it's okay right now and I think that can be wise, but you've got to be really careful with this because um, eventually you've got to come back out mm-hmm. and there's still going to be people getting COVID probably years down the right, road, right? I mean, they don't eradicate a virus. No. Am I right in that or uh, wrong? I'm no doctor, I mean, just like there's a, so. I mean, if they could do that, they would have done it with influenza already. With <laughs> the cold, yeah. Uh, and so it's always going to be there every year. And, um, and uh, you know, even with the uh, vaccine, uh, mm-hmm. that still doesn't preserve everybody from getting it. Yeah. Right. Am I right yeah. in that? So I'm saying yeah, no, that in the sense are. of we're not con- condemning anybody for staying home right now. It is really heavy here. And mm-hmm. this is probably the time to do it. If you've been staying home the whole time, it wasn't right. really here. But now you're you're home for a short time and, and we're broadcasting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can't supplement forever the corporate gathering mm-hmm. together. So let's think about this. Can we maybe maybe somebody's hearing this and they're hearing again us kind of beating the drum of the importance of being together and we're emphasizing the Sunday gathering but I I think you know being together with God's people and being in regular community I'm seeing the importance of ministering to one another through that and and well we both are we're seeing the importance of that um, and the importance of coming to church even when you don't feel like it how could we pastorally encourage people so when they're done listening to this they're not beat down right with just another to do what would be a pastoral encouragement well i think a few things because like what i mentioned in the, in the message was exactly what you just said as a pastor i always feel like i'm beating the drum <laughs> yeah. of you should come to church you should come to church right but i think passages like this and so many others throughout mm-hmm. both old and new testament teaches that it's not the pastor saying it at all no this is god who has your ultimate spiritual good in mm-hmm. mind, transformation, who loves you with 
this love that we could never fully comprehend yeah. ha- and wants you to experience his joy and peace. And he gives us these instructions not to, um, you know, be a killjoy or, or uh, whatever, or be a, a nag, but to show us the way to what is best for us. Right. So God, God wants you here being sung to and seen to others and to be praising him and thanking him in the midst of the congregation and to be listening to the teaching and to establish some relationships with people mm-hmm. outside of that and, and have that body life mm-hmm. because he loves you and it's good for you. And this is how he, part of how he grows you. Remember Colossians three is all in the context of sanctification. Now mm-hmm. God saved me. Now what, what does he do with me? And he's transforming me. And so he sees these things are absolutely necessary for our joy and our peace and our love and our enjoyment of the gospel and our progress in the faith. And so pastorally, I'd say, uh, cooperate with God. It's not us. It's and you would never do this to please us. It's to right. uh, to please the Lord. To please the Lord and to enjoy yes what He has put forth for us. Um, where's the passage where it says that the commands of the Lord are not burdensome? When we think about a passage like this, and we think about God's design, God's design is always the best. And we always want to circumvent that. We think mm-hmm. our design is the best. Right. And you even think about the command, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality. Uh, sexual immorality is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, sin is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God's design is better. And as we put away sin, we realize the joy, the pleasure, the uh, delight that comes from doing what God has commanded. And I think the same thing applies here. So if you're hearing it as a command, understand the Lord uh, gives commands for our good mm-hmm. because his design is best. And if you you're you know if anybody's hearing this thinking that we're uh, trying to hit people over the head with something, mm-hmm. that's not the case. We do it because we love you. Yeah. And we've come to see that what God's word is, says is true and right. Yeah. And we we fail in our task as pastors if we're not admonishing and encouraging you to obey God's word. Right. Right. We're uh, we're we're failing, and so understand from the heart of your pastors. This is not a, we just want people to show up on Sunday to check a box, right? We understand that that is one of the means God has given for spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And that when we don't avail ourselves of the means of mm-hmm. grace that he's given, we're starving spiritually. Yeah. We're malnourished. And we don't want our people to be that. We want to see and growth. I, and I think, um, as I know the people of our congregation, the vast majority of them, if not all of them, would like to be here right. uh, and yeah. enjoy coming and worshiping. Of course, we have bad days or times, you know, where we'd rather stay home in our pajamas and do nothing. I get that, but like, um, don't 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 do that. But I'm saying, like, I get those temptations to that. But I think the majority of our people want to be here, mm-hmm. and so even in my discussion about the COVID and those who are staying home right now, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay with that and. Some may need to when it's so heavy here, mm-hmm. but um, but yet I even know those people would probably prefer to oh, be here if they sure. could. And what I'm telling them is there's going to come a time where you've got to step out in faith and, and come back. And um, and even if if covid is still lingering mm-hmm. uh, around and uh, trust the Lord for that, yeah. because um, he wants you in fellowship with his people and. 
Um, and so eventually you've got to come back into that. Does that make sense? So I'm not trying to beat yeah. anybody up and no. everybody has to make those decisions. I'm, we're, we're not saying one way or the other, if this is a time for you to stay away, we're just saying that can't last forever right. because God's ideal for you and God's good for you is to be with his people. Mm-hmm. And I can testify too. just, just two weeks away <laughs> of not gathering with God's people is hard. Right. And yeah. not good for my soul. Yeah. Right? I need to be with God's people. Um, and there can be a feeding, like I know when we were in Illinois for Thanksgiving, their church service there, um, is they're splitting people up. They're trying to, you're supposed to sign up ahead of time. So we didn't go. Mm -hmm. And, um, we put that on, on TV, their service. We watched theirs because I was at my brother's and there was a feeding and an encouragement that came just as we sat there, just quietly, just looking at the music and seeing it and listening to scripture read and listening to the sermon, um, I was fed and encouraged. I was like, I'm so glad I mm-hmm. did that because we get so much of the world, you know, yeah. throughout the week. And, um, and when, especially like I go on vacation and oftentimes my devotional life falls down, yeah. I have nowhere yeah. to go and I'm around people all the time and I just feel that, you mm-hmm. know, and then to have that was really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that God can sustain his people and is right now mm-hmm. through COVID mm-hmm. in different places while they're being able to virtually, tune in and he's sustaining them and feeding them and he will be faithful to do that but eventually the norm is we're back together on a weekly basis maybe here's one final pastoral encouragement if i could give it if you're one of the people that falls in the category of you're really trying to limit your interactions you're staying home you're not coming you can still obey this to a degree right like just reach out to others i think right you know uh, give somebody a call, you know, try and stay in touch with people. You can still minister to people even from a distance. Of course, it's, you know, there's something about the human interaction, the face-to-face that just, you cannot replace it. A Zoom call doesn't do it. There's something about the tangible presence of people. But yet, it's still like, I mean, I get phone calls and texts from people all the time, and I try to send them out to people. And it's an encouragement to know somebody else is thinking. Uh, just the other day, uh, it was Saturday or Sunday, somebody called and said, I don't know why, but the Lord just laid you and your family in my heart, and I want to tell you that I'm thinking about you and praying for you. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. So even if you're staying home and alone, you can do that. Yeah, you can certainly do that. So we yep. would encourage you to that. Any other thoughts? No, I think that's. I think we've we've covered that, and we, we just uh, wanting to emphasize the importance. This comes from God and not mm-hmm. us, and and uh, this is one of our emphasis. At, uh, mm-hmm. Emphases, emphases at uh, CBC is the uh, corporate gatherings and how important those are. Mm-hmm. And so you'll hear lots of podcasts <laughs> on those and lots of sermons and <laughs> Sunday school lessons and emails and everything else from us about those that, things. So. It, it, it is one of our emphases. Well, know that if you're a part of our church, we love you. And that's why we say these things. If you're not a part of our church, then we don't know you. And I don't know. Can we say we love you? We love you in Christ. Right. If you're a Christian. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, We always enjoy hearing from our listeners. Uh, Not that we ever do, but in case we ever did, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. (laughs) You can email us at thecalvarycast at gmail.com. Send us a text. Uh, Give us a call if you know our numbers or just visit us when you see us in person. Calvary, uh, we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people, and the Great Commission. So until next time.